1: Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? Because the world needs you. It needs you and your message. What are we talking about today? Well, Remember back in the day when, in order to market and get business, all you had to do was put an ad in the newspaper? A penny saver? No? Don't remember that? Well, what about sending a postcard or maybe an email? Or let's get even more current. How about? facebook ads oh my gosh well you may or may not remember all of that stuff but guess what today we've got an expert to guide you through some of that today we're talking with jacob elias jacob welcome to the show my friend
0: Robert, thank you so much for having me. It's it's a beautiful day here in Memphis right now, and I've got golf teed up. Oh, man. No pun intended, but right after this podcast. So uh, no better way to spend a, a Friday morning for me than talking about marketing and then getting to play some golf afterwards. So appreciate was you that, having me on.
1: Was that a hint, man? You're like, dude, hurry up with this so I can get to my golf?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, my I, I have plenty of time before my tee time. Um, if we get done early, I'll get out there and hit the range. But other than that, we're good to go. This takes precedence. Since here.
1: I love it. I love it. All right, Jacob. Well, listen, you help folk be seen and be known. So before we uncover the marketing truth, what revealing tip have you brought with you
0: today? The revealing tip that I've brought with me today is that over the last few years, pandemic years specifically, buyer behavior in the marketplace has accelerated by almost a decade. What that means is what the smart people, data people out there were saying was that these buyer trends, the buyer behavior was on this trajectory to be shifting in a more digital and more buyer empowering direction but that accelerated very fast and so what we have today is a marketplace where companies are approaching their buyers in outdated ways that they do not want to be approached in and that is causing friction and that is causing pain points within the organization so uh, my mission is to help solve that problem Love it. Love it. Excellent. All right. Listen,
1: let's get into it. Our guest today, Jacob Eliason, is the marketing strategy lead for Just Be Known, and he helps entrepreneurs and business leaders make smart marketing decisions. Jacob, my friend, what is up? How are you doing today?
0: I'm great. Yeah. It's always great to talk marketing. This is actually literally, I tell people this, it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so most of my friends are, are colleagues and in, in, in business too. And, and we, you know, I get to talk about marketing literally for a living. So yeah. uh, I'm great. How are you? Excellent. I'm fantastic,
1: my friend. Probably not as great as you because I'm not playing golf right after this, but <laughs> <It's true. laughs> But that's all right. I, I can be, be jealous of you and I, I, that might
0: help me a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, you probably aren't going to be too jealous of the golf game, so well, I, don't get too, don't get too jealous.
1: I don't know. You're out there. I mean, you with the green one with nature. That's, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. It is. <laughs> all right. So listen, let's, let's jump on in. I think one of the things that I really want to lean into is this new age of of marketing. I think over the last few years, people have gotten some advice and they've tried that advice and it hasn't worked as they've expected. One of the biggest things is, oh, you got to get Google AdSense. You've got to get Google AdWords. You got to get do a Facebook ad. And as speakers, we may think that our industry is a little bit different than other businesses. So how do we as speakers market today using new strategies that work?
0: Absolutely. So when you think about speakers in general, you know, whether speaking is your primary gig, and that's all, you know, you just have a speaking business or whether you're a speaker and you're speaking because you also own a company, anything like that, you're in this B2B Mm -hmm. space, right? You're communicating with individuals, you're selling to an individual, uh, but the decision is being made by a company, right? And so when you think back historically with marketing, companies that are trying to sell a product or market a product, they have controlled the sales cycle. They've controlled the flow of information. They've controlled when you start talking to a vendor and when you haven't. Um, Buyers would have to reach out and start sales conversations early because it's the only way to do it. Let's shift it a little bit now. Buyers are running from salespeople at all costs. There was recently a a study done by, by Salesforce that said, you know, now almost 35% of buyers prefer no interaction with a salesperson at all, Mm -hmm. right? And so, if you've got that and 70% of that entire buyer journey happening before a buyer even engages with you, if all of your marketing is directed on, you know, trying to get people to engage with you quickly, then you're just out of alignment. And so, fundamentally, the biggest way to go about that, and we can go into some ways to do that, right, is to shift your strategy and shift your thinking back in favor of the buyer, yeah. right? Think about who you're selling to, whether that be an event planner at a company or an executive within a company. Think about who is around them helping them make decisions, who is going to need to be notified, who needs to be bought in, how long is this gonna take, right? And those are questions that speakers probably already know, but now you're seeing those conversations happening behind closed doors, yeah. on Google search, looking through social media, in LinkedIn direct messages, Slack channels, right? Like all these places that you can't track. yeah. Right. And so when you think about most of the digital marketing today, everybody mostly defaults to things that are immediately trackable. Right. And that is often not as transparent tracking, if you will. And that's a higher level topic if we want to go into it. But um, that's that's really it is. How do we align our marketing? with how buyers actually wanna buy in this, this new age of buyer empowerment and buyer overwhelm and digital dominance, if you will. Yeah,
1: yeah. So one of the words that you just mentioned or the phrases that you just mentioned was getting in the space of your audience or your buyer. So you mentioned event planners as one of the targets for speakers. Before we get into the how, what are some of the blockers or what are some of the obstacles challenges that event planners are constantly having to deal with that may keep us from getting their attention in the ways that we used to?
0: I'd say the number one thing is overwhelm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you think about it generally from a human perspective, you know, average American exposed to 4,000 to 10,000 ads a day, right? So like, that's one part. It's mostly not your ads. That's a lot of McDonald's and AT&T and Verizon and right. things like that. But you combine that with millions of blog posts being published every day, yeah. You know, thousands of podcasts. So it's it's overwhelm. It's that they don't know where to turn. There's an abundance of content. What's quality? What's not? And even if there is an abundance of quality content, are you meeting them where they are or where they're not? So I would say the number one thing is overwhelm. There's a lot, so they go out to make a start to make a purchasing decision or start that buying process, and that person doesn't really even know where to turn other than likely people they know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's going to be their first kind of move there. But the other side is time. Yeah. They have capacity. People's jobs are increasing. There's more responsibility on the event planner today than there was two years ago, especially with the event boom coming back out right now. I mean, they're probably overwhelmed on that side too. So meeting them in a way that they want to buy. Yeah. And that they're actively trying to buy as opposed to, you know, you as a, a speaker or a business trying to go about it in the way that you want them to buy. Yeah. Overwhelming alignment.
1: Yeah, so I hate to make this binary, but uh but I'm going to. <laughs> right? So can you talk to me about if I had to make a decision or if I had to prioritize something, what makes the biggest difference for me? Is it the quality of my marketing or my reach out, or is it more the timing of it?
0: Um, It's going to be both. Right. And so, you know, perfect marketing is the right message to the right market at the right time. Mm. Right. And so you want to have all three of those things in your favor. And with respect to right time, there is different stages in the buying cycle, right? So the right time to become aware of this for the first time is true. Yeah, You know, you can create content that is right for that stage and also create quality content that is right for the person who is trying to figure out which speaker to go with, right? And so the different stages in that journey require different messages to make it binary, to say like, what is the best way to go about this is just go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Just get on the phone and talk to these people. And, and a lot of times, in my experience, working with countless companies on this, right? Like, it's a capacity thing. We're doing all these things. Where we've got to speak. We've got to market ourselves. We've got to fulfill. We've actually got to plan our speeches. We've got to do all of these things that oftentimes the, hey, let's get on the phone with our customers and talk to them about how this process was for them. How did they hear about us first? Where was the root of all of this? Where did we even start mm-hmm. this engagement? And then what was the process like? What did you like? What did you not like? Those are questions that usually lead to exactly what we as business owners need to know to create that content, but is usually not a priority in the business because that's not the things that are immediately bringing home the bacon if you will. So maybe that's a binary answer. There is just like yeah. talk to your customers. If you're not talking to your customers, you're likely missing some point of messaging, some point of buyer's journey, some point of where they are. And if you are talking to your customers, that is a way to to solve that problem
1: 100%. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that how we marketed previously is not what's working now. So talk to us a little bit about that. What should my marketing journey look like and be including now as a, as a speaker?
0: Yeah. And so context around working and not working, right? Like marketing works, yeah, but there's a levels of effectiveness, right? So when I think about traditional marketing outbound sales, right. Mm-hmm. You know whether that be a speaker reaching out, cold emailing, event planners and trying to build relationships and start contacts, or like a company with a sales force, that that's how they're getting in front of people. When you say it's not working, it's just way less effective than it used to be, right? right? And so, when you think about marketing in terms of growth and scale and creating a system, creating a predictable system, that's the goal that we're trying to do here, then ideally, we're trying to make every new customer cheaper to acquire than the last customer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but the trajectory that we're on when we're adding more sales force and those salespeople are doing tactics that have 1% win rates in the grand scheme of things, then you're kind of, again, just out of alignment there. And so that's kind of the first thing mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is just focusing there. Right. Also, there's a piece around differences in objectives when people think marketing versus people think sales. And this is true probably from the individual just speaker. You know, you're just speaking, just growing your speaking business, but it is definitely true for a speaker who is running their own business selling to companies. You know, you may have marketing that's tasked to get leads and sales is tasked to close deals, close deals. but in many cases, sales doesn't like to use marketing's leads mm-hmm. because they're not super high quality. They're not ready to buy because they just showed up for a webinar, right? Or they just downloaded an ebook and that doesn't really signal buying intent in this new age. So that's the number one thing is marketing will work, but it's the, the cold outreach, the one-to-one communication. That is not how buyers want to buy anymore. Mm -hmm. Therefore it's less effective. So how do you make it more effective? How do you dig down and deep and have those conversations with customers to figure out where are you, how are you making decisions? Where are you hanging out? How do you prefer to be communicated with? What does your buying cycle even look like? All those questions now allow you to drop your message in the right spot on the right channel at the right time at these different stages. Yeah. So that's ultimately what it's about. Yeah. One kind of layer further from that really is there's this concept called the buyer's pyramid. This is really fundamental to a lot of this. And so hopefully this will be beneficial. But the buyer's pyramid says that at any given time in any given market, there are only about 3% of people ready to buy. Mm. Uh, so anybody familiar with selling e-commerce, maybe on is that's listening, you think about you're sending traffic at a page and a good conversion rate is 3%. That's why, yeah, right? Because that's the people interested at any given time. There's another 7% that are maybe thinking about it, right? And so that's 10%. Yeah. That's not that much, right? And so all of if all of your marketing efforts are effectively going for the people that are ready, you just have a very small pond to work with. And if your sales rep or you as a speaker are spending a lot of time communicating with and following up with that other 90% that aren't ready to buy yet, wow. then it's just not effective use of your time, right? And so, it's a big math equation. <laughs> and so, But the buyer's pyramid, if you can look at it and say, okay, how do I design marketing? How do I design my messaging? How do I get to the whole 100%? Mm. How do I get the 97% aware of me and top of mind so that when they do become the 3% or the 10%, I'm the first one they call that's a really big shift that's happened is because predominantly pre-2015 before really social media and, and a lot of this stuff started like really taking off for business. It was not like that. Everybody was going for the same 3%, you know, and then that turns into low quality leads and people asking for discounts and then they go to a competitor. And so it's just, it's a vicious cycle that Can be solved if you can figure out how to get the 97% paying attention to you, the whole 100% paying attention to you, um, and then be able to talk to them at the right spots in their journey. Okay. So let's talk practical here. And I want to divide speakers up into three
1: different groups, right? So you've got the new speakers that are fairly new to the game, don't have much clients yet, don't really have systems. You've got the older or more seasoned or experienced speakers who've been in the game a very long time and now are kind of on the later stages of things, but realize that how they used to do it doesn't work as well anymore and they, and they wanna shift and, and utilize new digital marketing strategies. And then you've got the group in the middle who's like, dude, what I'm doing is working right now. I don't need anything new. It's working well, yep. <laughs> right? So let, let's, let's separate that third group for just a second. So the newer speakers and those who are more experienced that wanna get invested or involved in newer digital strategies. What are the priority things that they should be thinking about right now? What tools should they be investing in? Or what's the first strategy that they should really be prioritizing right
0: now? hi i'm joseph with leadership books if you are planning on attending influence 2023 in orlando this year i would like to invite you to our official pre-conference author summit hosted on site friday july 14th if you are an aspiring or existing author that would like to take your platform to the next level this is a must attend event you will walk away fully equipped to sell more books and gain more clients be sure to get your tickets today
1: at GetPublishedSummit.com. The newer speakers and those who are more experienced that want to get invested or involved in newer digital strategies, what are the priority things that they should be thinking about right now? What tools should they be investing in? Or what's the first strategy that they should really be prioritizing right now?
0: I may sound like a... Uh like a broken record here, <laughs> but the number one thing, if you're new or if you're older and experienced and looking to figure out what the next phase of this is, talk to the people that you want to buy, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever your market, if you're selling to restaurant owners or you you're speak to restaurant owners and that's the lane that you want to be in and you're new, go talk to restaurant owners right. and figure out the problems that they're facing in their business that have nothing to do with what you sell. That's kind of a key point there. Cause when you think about that 97%, they're not thinking about you, mm-hmm. they're thinking about themselves. And so how do we go through this research process and interview these folks that we want to serve and figure out how to communicate with them? How do we enter into that conversation they're having in their mind already? Yeah, That is where we start every single time for the older established experienced looking for what's next kind of thing. I would also recommend going and doing some research or surveying and asking what could be more valuable, right? What could we do? What can happen with good market research, not just inform good strategy and inform good decision-making, but it can generate revenue. It can generate referrals. It can generate leads right there just by having the conversation. It works every single time. And so that is the actual tactical thing for either one of those. Where do we want to go next? We'll figure out what's going on. Make sure that we know where to go next. If you're going to speak, make sure that you know the problems that they're having. Then second is to map out that buyer journey, really map it out and write it down and say, how are these people getting to me? Right. That is the essence of marketing is how can we get the ball? We're going to do a golf reference here. How do we get the ball as close to the hole as possible so that sales, whether that's an individual or uh, somebody on a team can just put it in? right? Yeah. And so knowing that buyer's journey and being able to talk to them in a way that steps into the problem that they're having, that they may not even know that you could solve for them. Not, they might not even know there's a solution. And then how do you strategically work that messaging towards the whole, Wow. right? Like towards a sales call, right? And it does kind of sound unbelievably simple, but you can do all of this interviewing your customers. And you can do this even better if you're willing to interview people that didn't buy from you that will give you the time of day to talk to them about it. Um, And whether it's like a one-on-one phone call interview or a survey or some type of focus group, like any of that can get you the research and get you the qualitative and quantitative data that you need. One other thing that I would mention on the older, more established experience is I would look at who are your top 20% of your customer base. Mm-hmm. And let's focus on them. Let's figure out the people and the types of people who have been the top 20 to 25% of your customers. And let's dig into that buying journey. We don't need to go the whole gamut. We want to focus on the qu- the highest quality. So that can kind of tell us we can work backwards and say, okay, where did these people hear about me? Mm-hmm. They heard about me at this conference, then maybe I should spend more on showing up at conferences and meeting people than I should spend on Facebook ads or that I should spend on cold email. And so doing an analysis on your top 20% of customers to figure out how that engagement has gone and really looking at it and try to draw some trends will not only help you continue to focus on the highest quality of customer, but I think it will really inform your strategy moving into the next phase of whatever that is. Cause as much as I would love to give a silver bullet on what that phase could be, yeah. you know, coaching training, of course it's subjective. Yeah. And it really depends on objectives and goals and where you want to head. But, you know, starting by getting your ideas and asking questions to the people who have done business with you, who've supported you, who already are actively high quality believers in your business, if you will, it's a really great foundation to build off of. Okay, love it, love it.
1: So this question, I'm kind of asking a question that I already know maybe an it depends type of answer. <laughs> right? But uh, I want to talk about, because you've been talking about some stuff that is just really human oriented. Pick up the phone, call people, get in their space, ask them questions. And for, there are some people that may say, well, dude, I already know that. That's kind of like, that's that's old school marketing in some ways. But now we're in this space where we've got AI, we've got all sorts of things online from a digital perspective. Yep. Are there things that I should be doing or that will that are working better now? You mentioned blogs and, and online newsletters and those types of things before. What, as a speaker, should I take up? And maybe not the entire life cycle of it, but is there a digital strategy that I should embrace right now that's that that's working and that's going to be helpful to me?
0: I would say, just to kind of tee us off here, I'm sorry, I've got to do the, mar- the golf puns the whole time, but just to <laughs> tee us off here really LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. We've got to be on LinkedIn, right? Like if you're marketing to business people, business professionals, you've got to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and just a random quick tip here, this is cause I, I say this a lot on consulting calls and it's, it's news often sometimes, but LinkedIn's algorithm is not fond of posting more than 18 hours together, right? So if you're posting like twice a day, mm-hmm. you may be negatively impacting your reach because just of how the algorithm works. So, but with that being said, that is the platform for business professionals. Side note, they're still on Facebook, right? I get that a lot too. Well, I don't think they're on Facebook. Yeah, They are on Facebook. (laughs) I promise you they're on Facebook, but it's a different type of experience on LinkedIn. Mm. The second thing that I would say is speakers, business owners need to optimize for demand. We need to create more demand. Um, And what I mean by that is it kind of lines up with that research. If we can get further out into that 97% and create the demand for our services, then we can kind of stay full, (laughs) right? Then when they get to that 3%, they're ready to buy. So what I mean by demand, that is the top of the top of the funnel. So blogs could create demand. A podcast could create demand. Think of awareness and demand kind of interchangeably here, but that is one of the areas that I would recommend really leaning into is the top of the top of the funnel. If you scroll through and I mean, and you you may do this already, but I research companies on LinkedIn all the time and majority, majority, majority of the time, it's all me, 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 me download my thing, go to this blog, Mm. whatever here, go to my webinar, sign up for this, contact us. And that's just not buyer centric. Yeah. If I'm on LinkedIn And this is true for across the board. I'll give you a little nugget on Facebook here in just a second. But it's true across the board. When people are on LinkedIn, they want to stay on LinkedIn. They don't want to click off of LinkedIn. So optimize content for in-feed consumption. Mm -hmm. Optimize your content to where they watch it in there. They don't have to click somewhere to do it. If you can take a blog post, that's valuable, and expand that into an article on LinkedIn That's kind of what we're talking about here. If we can put a video in feed instead of making somebody click over to watch it, then that's optimizing for in feed content. But more so, chopping that up, chopping that content up and being able to create valuable clips that answer those questions that they're asking in their head, right? So, if you've got a podcast, be repurposing that. I see so many people who have a podcast, it's a great interview, or they've been interviewed, and they never do anything else with the episode. It sits wherever it sits, and they don't take clips of it and then repurpose them forever. Yeah, A prime example of how this could work is if you have a podcast say for example if this podcast was just totally Q&A mm-hmm. it was just speakers putting in questions and we answered them live on the show those are real demand driven questions and the answers to those questions if you're a speaker and you have a show and somebody asks a question and you're able to capture your answer to that question and repurpose that that is entering into that conversation in your in your prospects mind because they literally just ask you the question right so so how can you design when you're thinking about content, how can you go again to the strategy? How do we approach this to where we get to the people where they're at and get to the people where they want you to be, which is in feed consumption, right? Like not clicking off the page, not buying and downloading stuff immediately in order to get information. That is another specific tactic is how do we get our content strategy to where it's more strategic than tactical. It's more, you know, we've got a plan here, as opposed to an, an engine, right? Like if we can do a and a podcast every week that creates our content for the next 90 days, then I don't have to like prop up a camera and do a social media video every three days. Right. Or I don't have to send off a graphic designer and have them post. It's all a machine. Right. Um, and so those are the two big things right now, yeah. especially with LinkedIn's algorithm and how much it's pushing content out to the right people is just focus on your content strategy being more top of the funnel than you think it should be more awareness driven and less conversion driven than you would think. I love it. In fact, I've recommended in the past few weeks for people to, you know, if a company's spending 80% of their advertising dollars on conversion and 20% on awareness, I've recommended flipping it. Yeah. Let's get our message to the people that we want to get our message to and then let's retarget and come back and remarket those people with our offers with a further down the funnel with, uh, you know, take the next step when they're already interested. They've already seen you before and it's not totally cold. So that's not only a good way to really increase the effectiveness of your advertising dollars, but typically brings you a more higher quality conversion when they happen because there's more intent there. Wow, there's
1: so many layers here, man. We could dig so much deeper into this, but we don't have enough time on this show. So here's where I wanna go. I I really want you to do what a lot of our other guests have done. What is a question that you really want our audience to think about that they can answer on our voicemail?
0: So the question that I would leave everyone with is, what are you doing to make sure that you are staying top of mind with the 97% of your market that is just not ready to buy yet. A lot of times, we focus on the 3%. What are we doing to capitalize on the rest of the market that is a potential buyer that is just not ready yet so that you can stay top of mind and be the first choice when they are? Wow.
1: What are you doing to stay on top of mind with the 97%? Excellent. Listen, we want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your response to this question by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail, speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Jacob, it's been a pleasure to hang out with you. Where can people find out more about you online?
0: You can check out our website at beknownonline.com. That's the best place to go. If you want to chat with us, you can book a call straight from there. It's really super simple. Outside of that, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's j-a-k-o-b jacob elias and e-l-i-a-s-o-n just search for me um and i'm the the bald guy in a suit jacket so that's how you'll recognize me
1: Love it. Love it. Excellent. Well, listen, this has been revealing. Are you being seen or are you hiding in plain sight? What strategies are you using to make sure that the world hears your message and gets their problem solved? Well, my friend, it's a new digital age and your presence has got to be upgraded so you can reach not only the metaverse, but the regular (laughs) verse. Be current, be relevant so that you can be known. It's your time. The world needs you. Somebody's out there waiting for you to solve their problem the one that you solve with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time.